Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of the Rich Corey Yanks podcast with Rich and Dylan. This week, the boys break down, the boys, we break down the Yankees' catastrophe out west against the A's and the Angels. We get into the Aaron Judge pursuit of the 62 home runs, breaking Roger Maris's record. What's bothering Dylan is actually baseball-related this week. And we get into the complaint department where, according to one listener, we should never talk about the Yankees again. It's all that and more on this week's week's edition of the Rich Corey Yanks podcast. Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. gentlemen it is not a funeral it is not a war zone it might be it is, soon. A po- it is a podcast about the new york yankees welcome to the rich Corey yanks podcast with dylan and rich season three episode 32 85th edition of the show pretty good number before we get to all the catastrophe and and, and horror that is the new york yankees at this point let's run down the breakdown real quick your audio this week's going to be aaron judge on his most recent home run in the chase for 62. Uh, Clay Holmes on his return to the lineup and his strong performance. And Sweeney Marty stops by WFN to talk thing all things Yankees. So we're gonna get to the roster news real quick. I'm not gonna comment on them too much until the end and me and Dylan will throw it back and forth, but there was a ton of moves and that has a lot to do with not only the Yankees having uh, a lot of injuries right now, but that's not really it. What it is is it's September 1st as we record this today. So it's September call-ups. Those of you who are new to baseball and don't understand what September call-ups are, essentially September 1st till the last day of the regular season, you can have 100 people on your roster. There's no more limits to roster. And what that originally was set up for was so that you could get a look at young kids at the end of the minor league season, give them a little taste of the uh, major leagues. They did it with uh, Jeter his first year in 95. 
when he came up for a little bit in September before his full year the following year. So let's read through what the Yankees did. Essentially, they signed a crap load of pitchers. Um, but I'm just going to read them here. Um, obviously, the Yankees activated Clay Holmes from the 15-day injured list. They placed Marwin Gonzalez on the paternity list. So his uh, wife's having a baby. They optioned Luke Bard down to AAA. Recalled Tim LaCastro from AAA. They signed free agent right-hand pitcher Tyler Duffy to a minor league contract. They also signed right-hand pitcher Chichi Gonzalez, great name, great baseball yeah. name, to a minor league deal. The Yankees also signed relief pitcher Jacob Barnes to a minor league contract. They also signed free agent relief pitcher Will, Will King Rodriguez to a minor league deal. They also signed relief pitcher Anthony Banda. They also recalled Lewis Gill from Scranton just so they could place him on the 60-day IL to make a roster spot. And they also signed uh, former Yankee Jason Shreve, most recently with the Mets, to a minor league contract. And they played, they placed Aroldis Chapman on the 15-day IL again. I believe it's a shoulder this time, but let's let's call it what it is. He's just a basket case at this point. So, Dylan, the Yankees uh, signed 18 relief pitchers just right. to see what's going to stick. Uh, trying to get their bullpen situated. Uh, but the only really thing that we need to talk about in that whole mess of things is looks like they might be done with Chapman. They put him back on the IL. They tried him a couple of different spots. Looked like he was showing some promise and then faltered again. Um, and now it looks like he's got a bark, barking injury. But uh, this might not only be the end of his Yankee career. It might be the end of his career altogether. This might be it for the... the I, I disagree. You think he shows up somewhere? I, I Comes back see... with us this year. No, I don't. I hope not. Um, but uh, I could see another team signing him, just taking a chance. And you know who I see doing it? The Mets. You think so? They just have money to waste, and why not? It's a big, it's a big name, and they love to sign old, old players that used to be good that suck now. Well, we'll they talk. A history we'll, of that. we'll talk about Timmy the Trumpet. I'm sure you saw the highlights uh, yes. of that, which of actually, actually was pretty cool. But maybe they could get a. a, a, a bass or uh, uh you know um, a french horn for uh <laughs> chapman and coming out something something a little less impressive and loud as the, the french horn kids and maybe maybe, it, maybe, yeah, ones. maybe like a banjo or something <laughs> i don't know um listen i i i agree with you i just prefer him off our roster um i'd hate to see him go to somebody that we'd have to face just so we had something to prove because i i i don't care what you say he's still a scary pitcher to face just because yeah. he throws so hard and he has no control. So I would not want to get in. That's a tough at bat. But um, And I think also, go ahead. going about like facing him, we're going to yeah. face every team next year. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's but true. I know what you mean in playoff time. Yeah. yeah, actually yeah. That's, that's what I would be concerned with is this year in the playoffs. Uh, and if you went to the Mets, the Mets are already going to be tough. I tell you, you know, I don't want to look too far ahead in the way we're playing right now. We don't deserve to look ahead, but uh, a matchup with the Mets looks like it would be pretty spicy, man. And Queens and the Bronx, that those stadiums would be rocking. Queens was Queens was on fire. So let's jump ahead to a uh, Timmy the trumpet guy. What'd you think that they uh, had the live trumpet guy playing him into the uh, into the game last night? That was cool. He also played "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Did he? Okay, I didn't see yes. that. Okay. Um, but you know, like, how can you tell he's really playing it there? It's like yeah, lip syncing. I mean, I mean, that's the guy who did do the song. So even if yeah. he was lip syncing at that point, who cares? I Trumpet guess. it's really his syncing. song. Yeah. Trumpet syncing. Trumpet <laughs> syncing. Whatever. 
Uh, yeah, it is pretty cool. It's definitely got a nice vibe to it. I think baseball needs more of that. I was talking to a buddy down here, and we were watching some highlights of uh, some Japanese baseball the other day again. And, I mean, they do crazy stuff over there. We've talked yeah. about it before, fireworks and guys coming in on, like, zip lines and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think we need to get that crazy. But, I mean, I you know, I'm obviously biased, but there was nothing, and I mean nothing, than that Metallica song starting from Mariano in the ninth at the old stadium. I mean, that place went bananas and just shook the entire time he came out. And one of the best things that I've ever saw was uh, when, uh, if you haven't seen it, YouTube it, but Mariano's last year when he was, uh, the All-Star game was in City Field and they gave him the uh, Sandman entrance regardless, even though it was mm -hmm. an away game. And the entire NL and AL team kind of came out and gave him his uh, applause and they left the field for him and let him warm up all by himself. So those entrances can be pretty cool. And of course, obviously I'm biased because Mo's my favorite player, so. I think right. I think so, bullpen entrances should be like WWE entrances. Yeah, hell yeah, pyro, do the you whole know, thing. Like Shawn Michaels' music starts playing because he's a ah, sexy boy. Ah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, either that or I think we should bring the bullpen carts back, the little yeah. carts with the characters on top of it or something like that. Let the mascots drive them in. Yeah, listen, I, Yankee Doodle I, make some excitement. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you want to get average fans into it? Why not, man? Have a you know, have a. The mascot come out and super kick the ump or something like that. Like, yeah, Drop why not? Yeah, why not? Switch head music. Get, get, get some excitement going, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, to get back to what we were talking about, Chapman's off the roster, and I would say hopefully he's gone for good. Uh, the other thing I guess we should talk about in that thing is Holmes comes back. He looks good in his Audi, even though it was during a loss. Um, and we'll talk about the losses here in a second. But uh, if, if Holmes looks good, um, and Britain's still, even though a little setback, apparently still on schedule to he make a, his, his butt. Yeah, but apparently he's going to be okay to make a couple appearances before the playoffs. So if you can get Britain back and Clay Holmes is what he is, um, Ron Mar Mar say his name for Mr. Marinaccio. Marinaccio. Um, that's that's and then Lucas Lidke. Um, I think you're okay right there. And then you got Clark Schmidt up. Wandy Peralta. Wandy Peralta. I think you're okay right there. Uh, Johnny Lasagna's look here a mess, but I think that's enough options for you in the playoffs right there to go. Now you got to, because we got to remember, everything gets shrunk in the playoffs. Yeah. So you got to also, we got to remember, we're going to have one or two starters in the pen too. So you could possibly have uh, Severino in the bullpen, a Herman in the bullpen. And those guys could come in and get one or two out, one or two innings done for you. So your bullpen, just like your starting rotation, is going to shrink. So, yes, we need these pitchers now. I'm not saying we don't because right now nothing is locked up. And the way this lead is deteriorating, we need to win right now. So I'm all about getting wins right now. But in the playoffs, looking forward, knock on wood, that that's where we are, we'll be fine with the, with the arms we have. You really need maybe four, four relievers, and that's it because then your two starters are going to be six, and that's really all you're going to need. So... Um, all right, so let's get to the bad news. Uh, series recap versus the A's. Four-game series against, what is it? Yeah, did you watch any of these games, though? Yeah, I watched most of them, oh, actually. The A's are a bad team. They're a bad, bad, bad. I mean, they're a glorified AAA team. Yeah. And they they didn't hit, they handled us with no problem. Like, I mean, yeah, we won two out of the four, but that we should be embarrassed losing two games to that team. Like, I know, listen, everybody gets lucky and wins a game. But if you watch the games like Dylan did and I did, you could see that we were just outmatched. Like we were outpitched, we were out hit. It was just bad baseball. By, it was by like, guys yeah. with six plus by, ERA. By, by by yeah, by bums. I hate to say it, by guys that would you know be in the be in AAA. And that's the, you know they, you asked. They said uh, one of the broadcasters spoke to somebody on the ace team, and he admitted he's like, this is this is a double A 
high double A team at best right now that we're fielding. And they handled us with no problem. So, and then you figure, all right, we're going to go to the Angels. We're going to get jacked up. We're going to get ready to go. And we lose the series to the Angels, who now they were hot coming in. They had just beat they Toronto. Swept, yeah, yeah, they, they swept, swept the Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. So they were hot. Granted, you know, on paper, they have a good team. But I mean, what? They're hot this week when we face them. So again, our bats are, I don't know what's going on. It's like we forgot how to. We forgot how our situational hitting was so important to us earlier in the year, and it's like now it's home run or bust. If Judge and Rizzo, or if these guys don't hit one or two home runs apiece, we're not even in the in the consideration for the game. And they're trying. You can see some things like I saw, you know, a DJ lay down a bunt the other day. Um, they're trying to do things to force the issue, and that's never that never works. It never works if you change what you are um, because you're in a slump. You're pressing. And you can see that the guys are pressing. And there's no way that this isn't in their head. Like, I mean, to, it's down to six games now. Um, most people would say, wow, six game lead this time of year is great. Yeah, not when it was 14. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, though. What do you think? Do you, do we, should we push the panic button? Or is this just a natural evolution of guys in the season? or whatever? I mean, I'm definitely starting to panic. We're playing Tampa how many games in the next three, couple of weeks? Three, three games here, and then another three games in New York following that. So wait, no, so, is it Tampa? Yeah, it's Tampa in Tampa first, and then, and then it's three games the following week in New York. That's the final six we have against Tampa. So essentially, I mean, if they swept us, we'd be in a dead tie. Yeah. So I mean, in this three-game series, they take two out of three from us in the series. I mean, and I then and then we have Minnesota and Boston too. Yeah. So, yeah. not easy games. Yeah, three at Tampa, then Minnesota, and then another three against Tampa right away. Wow, so it's three against Tampa, three against Minnesota, then three more against Tampa Bay. Now listen, no if, we, if, we go, if we go three and three with Tampa in that six, we stay exactly where we're at, you know, with the six game lead, and then you're done with them head to head. So then it puts a lot of pressure on them to have to, you know, win all their games against other people. Now take four out of two against Tampa and you're seven games up, you put yourself in a really good spot just by winning four out of two. That's not even, you know, spanking. So six game series, if we could do four out of two, we could really prove to the rest of the league, like, look, we're going to take it into our own hands and we're going to put these guys to bed right now. You know, you have, it's on us. Like it's right there for us. You know, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule for the rest of the year. It's there for us. This is the last real challenge. I mean, we've got three against the Blue Jays left. But for the most part, I mean, we got six against Boston. Don't count out the Orioles either. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I would say looking on paper, our toughest opponents are obviously the Rays. Six of the next, you know, the remaining games are against the Rays. So you have a chance. It's right there for you. You can put them to bed. And that's the way they need to look at it. Like, we need to put these guys to bed. Take four out of two. Take two out of three from each series. Put them to bed. Make them earn their way in. Let them fight it out. Let them blow up their pitching. And let us get that, you know, at least second round by and get a rest. So, um, I mean, listen, I, I wish I could say I was impressed with the A's or the Angels, but I wasn't. Like, I looked at them and it wasn't like I was like, wow, we just got outplayed. Yeah, they had some good performances individually, but they're bad teams. They're both bad teams. They just beat a bad a team that's playing, a good team that's playing really bad right now. You know, so, and we're going to get to judge in a second here and talk about that, but I just... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. It's just like the games that I thought in the beginning of the year, like I knew we could win. I knew I was never worried. Even if we were down by a run or two, I'm like, oh, we'll come back. 
Now it's the exact opposite. We get down by a run in the second inning. I'm like, oh man, we're screwed. Yeah. You know, because I just don't have the confidence that they're going to get fired up and do it. And uh, I don't know if uh, if Boone is the guy to get him motivated to do it. I think it's got to be the players. I think it's got to be internally. It's got to be Rizzo. It's got to be Judge. And we've talked about this in the past too. I don't know if Judge is that guy. He doesn't seem to be the yelling and screaming type. You know, maybe Donaldson is, but Donaldson's not performing on the field to do it. So. And I was listening to the game on radio last night. You know, and I was listening to Susan. Yeah, Susan went down to the clubhouse after yeah. the game, and she said it's like completely dead. Like they don't yeah. care. It's yeah. like I don't, I don't understand. That's that's kind of what I was hinting at. It's almost like it's not bothering them. There doesn't seem yeah. to be a manager. It's like business as usual. Like oh yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Like it doesn't seem to be pissing them off, which is why I thought the game you were at. I really thought we needed a bench clearing brawl. Like I hate to say it, I really thought we needed the benches empty, throw some punches, get some guys suspended get fired up like to show some passion sometimes that's what you need it's not going to be Boone getting thrown out again arguing balls and strikes because we've seen it too much so somebody on that team's got to step up and do something and it can't just be judge every night it just can't be so and I mean look we can say how great you know ICAF is playing defense he's got to come up big in big spots I'm tired of watching him ground out yes he's had some big hits but I'm tired of watching him ground out Donaldson you know Hicks forget about Hicks my god you know it's 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 bad right now it's bad now listen you can say that now we're going to have the kids up for september callouts maybe you get some energy you know you get the cabrera effect but listen we had all that cabrera effect and we still have a, a shitty record you know with all the excitement and everything that he's been doing well and it's been great we're still losing games because he can't do it himself so maybe you bring up these guys like Andujar. I don't know. Did you see that Andujar was at the Bad Bunny concert when he was supposed to be playing a AAA game? <laughs> I did not see that. But that's pretty funny. Yeah. So essentially, he was uh, one second. Did he have good seats at least? So apparently, Andujar was supposed to be. Triple uh, A game. I don't know where it was. Richmond, Virginia, some some podunk town or something like that. And uh, he wasn't in the game. It was a doubleheader. He's on the roster. He was on the roster for the Rail Riders. And uh, somebody posted a video of him at the Bad Bunny concert, which was at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's like f- fourth row in. He had good seats. Now that could have been just a thing. Like, look, it was two days before the September call-ups, and they knew they were calling him up anyway. So they might have got approval to do it, but it definitely wasn't a good look. So I don't know. Andujar seems to make bad decisions. Um, so I don't know. Maybe my point was that these guys come up, we get a little bit of youth movement. Some of these pitchers come up um, and get us a little bit of spark, a little bit of different. Maybe it's just that the, the Yankees are complacent, just doing the same thing every day. You know, it's been it's been a long season, so maybe they just need something to fire them up. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, one thing I did want to talk about was um, – before we get back onto the Yankees was, did you see the Mets retired Willie Mays' number? I did. Okay. Give me your thoughts on them retiring Willie Mays' number. A guy who played, I think it was a year for the New York Mets. One season, and they retired his number. Tell me your thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, I get it. Willie Mays is such like a, a huge name in mm-hmm. the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. And, but I also feel like, you know, why? I, I heard a very interesting thing, which I'd never, and I didn't even know, and I feel guilty for not knowing this, but I did not know the Mets colors and their logos were to pay tribute to the Dodgers and the Giants, New York Giants, when they left. Uh-huh. That the, the NY was orange and it was the orange color was supposed to be for the Giants. 
and the Brooklyn Dodgers, obviously, the, were blue. Uh, yeah, were blue. So it was supposed to be a tribute to them, which I didn't know. Now, didn't listen, know Willie Mays, I'm all for Willie Mays' number being retired baseball-wise. By the Giants. Or by the Giants, yes. Or even if baseball, if they want to do like a Jackie Robinson and say, look, we're retiring his number league-wide. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. If you want to put a statue out in front of the stadium, I'm okay with that too. Just because your stadium, uh, City Field, seems to be like, kind of like a tribute with the, you know, the Jackie Robinson rotunda and you know uh, Tom C. The different statues seems to be more of a tribute to baseball in general. And he was a big part of New York baseball. And there is no more New York Giants, so there's really no way to do it outside of San Francisco. But I don't know. It just seemed kind of bush league, you know. And I'm getting kind of worried that the Yankees might be retiring too many numbers too. I'm okay with Paul O'Neill. I think he deserved it. He was definitely worthy Yankee, but I don't know. Are we are we getting to the thing where it's not going to mean as much as we keep retiring these numbers? Like I don't know. I mean, we're running out of numbers too. I mean, that's we, that's the thing I'm concerned it's, about. It's, I mean, well, listen. I guess we could. It's not going to be long before we have a triple digit number. Hundreds. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I mean, you're going to go to spring training a year or two from now, and there's going to be guys at 101, 112, one, and that's fine. I'm okay with it. It is what it is, but. I mean, I, I'm talking about the significance of it. Like, you, who's the next guy to retire? That's a good topic for conversation. Who's the next Yankee to get his number retired, you think? I have a guy that I think it would be. I don't know. CC? CC, yeah. I was going to say CC will probably be the next guy to get it done. Um, so, what, what number was CC again? 52, right? 52, yes, you're right. I have his jersey, too. Shame on me. Come on. Um, yeah, I would say he would be the next guy to go. But, I mean, it's getting to the point, my goodness, where there's nothing left. I agree with you. I think the Willie Mays thing was um, I, it's okay to do it, I guess. I just don't really know, you know, the Mets. I guess it was basically the word was it was uh, the old owner of the Mets promised Willie Mays he was going to get it done. So they're kind of honoring that respect. And I guess it's okay that Steve Cohen seems to be interested in keeping Mets history alive and baseball history alive. So I guess if he's showing interest, we should be happy with that. But. <clears throat> All right, so let's move on to a couple other things here. So Aaron Judge, look, what does he need? Six more? Is he, What is he at? No. How, how many do he What is he at right now? 52, right? I think so. 52 home runs. So he, he needs 10, 10 more. 10 more home runs. He's got 30 games to do it. Um, I would say he's probably going to get it done. We both agreed that he's probably going to get it done. Here's a question I have for you, and we'll end this first part of the show on this, is... How do you think the baseball world reacts to him and the chase for the record? Like, say it's the last week of the season, he needs one to get it done. Are they breaking into Sports Center to show his at bats? Are they making it a huge deal because it's not really the home run record? It's the unofficial home run record, but the official home run record, if that makes any sense. Uh, I honestly don't think they'll care that much, considering that Albert Pujols is going for a much huger record, I'd right. say. Right. Uh, and it's his last year, and he's no doubt a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to, I think Judge is kind of for, like in the shadows of that. Right, right. This year. You think nationally it probably won't be as big a story as it is in New York. Now, New York, no, no. doubt it's going to be a huge story because, listen, yeah. he's going to break Roger Maris's record, and he's going to be the American League home run record. So um, that's going to be a big deal. 62, I think we can all agree, is the actual home run record, you know, the non steroid record. But listen, We've said this before, me and you have talked about this. A record is a record. What are you going to do? Like, the baseball's already done it. You can't take the records away at this point. So the record is Barry Bonds. He's the record holder. So, you know, until you do something about that or you change that, if you don't decide to change that, that is the record. On a sport that's based on history and numbers and records, you know, 
it is what it is, you know. So now he'll at least he can be the American League champion. He'll be the all-time Yankee, which is a big tribute in itself. But um, I agree with you. I don't think it'll get the kind of national coverage that it would otherwise if uh, Pujols wasn't about to do what he's going to do. So what is he so, at? Do you especially, know? I think he's six away. I think that's okay. why you said six away. Okay. But um, especially because baseball is baseball. And <laughs> now football is starting up. So no one, no one's going to care. Yeah. No one cares at all anyway. It's, it's all about timing. basketball, it's football. This time of year, yeah, you got basketball starting. You got hockey about around the corner. You got football starting. So it's going to be interesting. All right, so um, da, 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 da. let's get to this bait, this date in baseball history. 2006, on the 30th, so actually yesterday, Kurt Schilling reaches 3,000 strikeouts. Um, I've got a really good trivia game. I think it's going to be fun. We're going to do that after the break. But uh, what are your thoughts on Kurt Schilling? I think he was pretty much a douche, but he's a great pitcher. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, you can't what teams did he play for? Oh, God. Um, let's see. Played played against us um, in San Diego. Right, he was a Padre, right? Was it? Yeah, the year that they played us in the World Series, I think. Um, he played for the Phillies, played for the Red Sox. Did he play for the Cardinals too? Uh, I don't know. I'm, free. I'm definitely forgetting one team in there. But um, you know, he, he he was he was he was a dealer, man. The bloody sock. Everybody remembers with the Red Sox. Um, the guy was a dealer. He was a hardcore player. Um, I guess I shouldn't really let the outside stuff affect you know his politics and stuff like that affect the way i feel about his his play on the field but uh he was pretty much an asshole so but uh it is what it is i mean he looks, he looks like max scherzer a little bit little bit he's a little bit of that bulldog mentality too so i guess you would like that if he's on your team kind of like roger clemens like you love him if he's on your team you hate him if he's not yeah so i mean i guess it is what it is but um all right we're gonna squeeze into baby bomber report here before we go to break uh, six minutes quick. yeah just to give you the records, Tampa Tarpons 31 and 22. The Renegades are 32 and 22. Somerset Patriots 29 and 21. And the Real Riders 54. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 64 and 58. So as I look at this right here, all the uh, four teams have uh, winning records. And Dylan, I want you to pay attention because there's four affiliates there. It's going to have something to do with the uh, quiz that we get you in this when we come back. Oh, tomorrow. boy. So we're going to basically, what I'm going to do is just to get you guys. This is what they call in the industry a tease. So not only are we going to do the mailbag and the what's bothering Bill when we come back. And the oh, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Yes, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, we're going to play a trivia game. I am going to read off the four um, minor league affiliates, and Dylan's going to have to tell me what major league team they're associated with. Oh, and if you know anything about tough. yeah well it's going to be fun because i think even if you don't know all of them i think one or two will probably spark your your brain and if not we'll have fun just talking about the names and uh going over the, the cool logos and stuff in minor leagues i'm so, not going to know about the toledo mudhounds no we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> see we'll see i mean that's the point they've got some great ones and then you want to stick around for the uh, complaint department today because uh it's epic it is very good um and the mailbag question so that being said guys the Yankees are struggling right now. They're having some problems um, off today. We're recording this on the first. Um, hopefully they can get it turned around big, big. I cannot stress how big this series is. Three games in Tropicana Field flying in with the off day today. They're right there right now. They're at the Sheridan, which is across the bridge and up to the left. Um, I've been there many times. Well, not at the hotel, but at the stadium. Uh, so they're resting right now in a, in a hot, muggy Tampa, Florida, or St. Petersburg, to be exact. Hopefully, they're getting their shit together. They've got uh, 18 pitchers coming with them. They'll probably have to get a third bus 
to take him to the stadium with all the call-ups. So hopefully these guys can get a light of fire under their ass and these guys can get it going. Um, but we're going to talk about that when we come back in just a second, guys. Hang tight. We'll be right back with you. You've got mail. Welcome back, folks, from our little bit of a break. Hopefully you guys had a chance to uh, use the restroom, do what you needed to do. I uh, got some fuel. So uh, I was talking to Dylan during the break, and uh, it's so bad that I'm podcasting while I'm drinking now. That's the Yankees have got me in that kind of state. Yankees force you to drink. Yankees are forcing me to drink. It's awful. So anyway, all right, Dylan, everybody's waiting. It's a lot of people's favorite segment of the week. It could be bagels, it could be urinals, it could be traffic lights. It's the What's Bothering Dylan this week segment, Dylan. What's bothering Dylan? All right, so for this week, I do actually have a baseball topic. Okay, okay. All right, so last night while I was working, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I came upon a post by ESPN and SportsCenter, all right? Okay. And it's a little short video, and it's a, a Giants-Dodgers game, okay. right? Giants are at the Dodgers, and there's like uh, a celebrity. I don't know who it is, but they're sitting in like the, you know, like out in the outfield there. They got like a row of seats like right at the wall, and then yes. like then there's like a divider, and then with like the general population. I know, sits I know back exa- there. exactly what you're talking. So about. these guys were in like the you know the celebrity section, the fancy section, and the one guy is a Giants fan. Okay. So there's a home run ball hit. You know, at the wall, and then Mike Yastrzemski. There, I think he plays right field. He, he's going back, so, yeah. going back to catch it, to rob it, and it looks like it's possible for him to rob it. But the Giants fan catches the ball, uh, right? And it's a it's a Giants fan. That's an important I, distinction. Yes, that's an important part of the story because yes, yes. it, it now is a home run for the Dodgers. And they did they um, review it? Do you know? Uh, I don't know because it kind of just cuts off with gotcha. the the Giants fan disappointed in himself. Right. But I As mean, he why should be? Why would you catch it? Uh, yeah. I, I you see a lot of those. You're, are mean, you not? Are you not paying yeah. attention? Do you not understand the game of baseball? And then here's the worst part. Yes. If I can access it, the comment section. Okay. Oh boy. Oh yeah. I can Get ready for this. One of the top comments with 3,770 likes doesn't seem like the catcher was going to get it anyways. The uh, catcher? The catcher. In the the outfield. catcher. The catcher. He was referring to yeah. Mike Jastrzewski, the right fielder, as, as, as the, the catcher. catcher. All right. Uh... Okay. And then I saw another good one, but let me see. Why, why Dylan looks for that? So, I mean, it, so the so the catch counts? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, but I mean, listen. This is this is the this is kind of the thing. Like, so like, to keep the show going ourselves, uh, we're gonna tr- start adding video elements here pretty soon, and it's so that we can basically chop up little bits and pieces and send that to send that to like Instagram and stuff like that. So that's the dangerous thing when you get like casual fans who happen to scroll on something that they're not familiar with and then they see a play like that and then they comment something like that so i almost i almost you know don't blame them 
hate to say it. It's like they're stupid people, but here's another one. I don't get it. Why he got sad? Question mark. (laughs) Explain basketball terms. Basketball terms. All right, so let's look for uh, bad comments aside. Let's talk about it for a second since you brought it up, though. Where do you stand on your your home your home fan at a home game, and you see your guy has a chance to make the catch? What do you do? What's your obligation as a home fan? Because I've seen it done right in stadiums before, and I've seen it done wrong. Obviously, this was a case of it being done wrong. Though, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to let it go. The people people behind you aren't going to get it. You're in the fancy section. If if it bounces, you can get it. Not only that, if it's a situation where it's right on the wall, you you move other people back if they're in the way. If your your player has a chance to do it. Yeah, you don't get in the way now. Especially if it's the opposing team. You're not supposed to keep that ball anyway. You throw it back. Damn straight you do. Now, if it's the opposing team... I, I, you smack him in the head. I don't care what you got to do. Like, whatever. You get yourself thrown out if you have to. If you think he's going to make him drop that ball, it's worth it. You'd at least have the story to tell. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we've had great incidents like this. Like, you know, the the, the, the Chicago Cubs. What was the guy's name? In right field. Oh, I forget his name. The guy with the glasses. He reaches over for the foul ball. And then, of course, in Yankee history, we had the Jeffrey Mayer game against the Orioles where he reaches over and grabs one. Yeah, it's... um. It's interesting. I mean, we've had these issues a lot in baseball, but now less and less, I guess the only way you can really do it now is in the outfield, right? Because with the screen pretty much in every stadium all the way around, like that's a thing that you don't see as much anymore because you see the ball, you see these players run up to the screen and then they just, you know, they can't get in because of the net. Interesting. Times are changing. Times are changing. All right, Dylan. Well, uh, listen, I don't know if I'm happy or sad that it was a baseball was bothering Dylan today. But we'll take it. Yeah. All right. I was trying so to bring back, bring back unrelated him. topics. All right. So um, let's get to our trivia quiz this weekend. It's not more so much a trivia quiz. It's more um, a quiz on Dylan's knowledge of minor league teams. So what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to ask him. I'm going to give him the four affiliates. And now uh, Major League Baseball cut down the amount of affiliates that each franchise is allowed to have. The Yankees used to have like eight or nine. Now each team's only allowed to have four. Two A teams, a double A team, and a triple A team. I'm going to give him the four affiliate names, and we're going to see how many major league affiliates Dylan can actually name. He's already admitted that he's probably not going to do well in this, but we're going to give him a shot anyway. Are you Because they're tough. There's some There's some, there some tough ones. Yeah, some, some will be easy because, you know, they're famous. But yeah. Like the Iowa Cubs. Well, the uh, other well, they, <laughs> the other thing is a lot of these franchise minor league teams move around. Like for years, the AAA uh, Yankees with the Columbus Clippers, it's not anymore. There's somebody else. So things happen where they switch. But let's start with this one. I'm gonna try to take fun names so that we can um, see if we can pick Dylan's uh, knowledge of nuts. MLB. The show. that was the first one I was going for. Really? How did you, how did you know that? Holy! I, I swear to God, I'm gonna show. Now you I gotta think. Dylan no, I gotta say. Hold on, Dylan can. I don't know if you can see it on the screen. Uh, it's not, not focusing. See, not focusing, but that's uh, one of the better names. Well, here that's... it is. Here it is. The AAA team is the Tacoma Rainiers. The AA team is the Arkansas Travelers. The High A team is the Everett Aqua Sox. And the Single A team is the Modesto Nuts. Do you know what major league team they're associated with? Oh. Uh, I, how about I give you I'll, I'll I'll give you clues until you can get it. So let's say it's an American League team. 
Oh, Continue see, I was to I was gonna guess goals. Rockies, so I was wrong okay, already. American League team, um, N uh, AL West team, and that's all I'll give you. AL West team. It's the Tacoma. Listen to where they're from. Tacoma Rainiers. That should be a clue right there. Tacoma Rainiers. What is a Rainier? Oh, the, where is where is Tacoma? Though? In the United States. Yes, Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, so she might it's give you a clue It's also the name right of a of a Toyota pickup truck. Yes, but it's also <laughs> a city in Washington. So, what what team plays in uh, Washington State, sir? Well, now that would be the Seattle Mariners. There we go. Okay, so Billy gets that. The nuts are from the, the nuts, Mariners. The huh? nuts are for the Mariners. They are, sir. Didn't know that. So I'm gonna try to pick another layer. I'll give you. I knew of the team, but I'll give you. I'll give you a layup here. Um, I'll give you the two that won't give it away, and then you can get the ones that you're gonna get. But the Birmingham Rumble Ponies. Oh, I think I know this one already. Brooklyn Cyclones. Yep. Who would that be before you get to that? That's the Mets. Yes, the Syracuse Mets and the St. Lucie Mets. All right, let's see. Who's their AAA? The Aces? Their no, not the Aces. Team is the Triple A, Double A, Triple A is the Syracuse Mets. That's it. Syracuse. Syracuse. Mets, yes, that's it. All right, so I'm going to try to pick ones with good names. Here we go. Are you ready? And I'm going to leave the Triple A team out because that will give it away. I'm going to try to give the ones that won't give it away. The Tennessee Smokies. Oh, I know this the one already Myrtle too. Myrtle Beach Pelicans. It's the Cubs. The Cubs. The South Bend Cubs and the Iowa Cubs. Dylan, you were doing pretty well with this. See, you didn't give yourself enough credit. It's because I play Road to the Show. I, know I was gonna, you know what? I was gonna say that MLB the Show probably is is gonna help, but they only do uh, Double A and Triple A, right? No single A. Yeah, no single A. All right, all right. Here's a good one. All right, and this one there is no affiliation in the minor league names that go with it. So here we go. The single A team is the Fresno Grizzlies. Mm. The high A team are the Spokane Indians. The Double A team are the Hartford Yard Goats. Great logo, by the way. And the AAA team are the Albuquerque Isotopes. Huh. Nation, National League team. There's people at home yelling at the radio, though. Or yelling at their... I'm going to say the Diamondbacks, just because the Albuquerque... Isotopes? Good guess, good guess. The Colorado Rockies. Oh, uh, all right. Before, so. all right. In the right see. division. You were in the right division. We're close. All right, let's try to do another fun one here. I like these. These are these are entertaining, mate. Especially since I have the. Asian I know. I know the Montgomery Biscuits, of course. Probably okay. my favorite. Do you know the other affiliates associated with them? The Durham Bulls. Durham Bulls, correct. They and probably have the best. Used to be the Renegades. Used, used to be the to Renegades. Be, yes, it is the Bowling Green Hot Rods, and All an right, old that... an old Yankee affiliate, the Charleston. The River Charleston Dogs, River Dogs, which okay. used to be the Yankee affiliate, uh, yeah. partially owned by Bill Murray, comedian Bill Murray. Fun fact. Nice. Right, yeah, Montgomery Biscuits are one of the coolest logos in all of minor league baseball. It's literally yes. a biscuit. All right, so let's do. I'm not going to do the Yankees because that would be a layup. Let's see. All right, here's a good one. All right, single A is the the Marva Shorebirds. The high A are the Aberdeen Ironbirds. The double A are the Bowie Bay Sox, and the Triple A team are the Norfolk Tides. So. Interesting. I know yes. this is the Orioles. Yes. But I went past the, the Ironbird Stadium on my way to okay. South Carolina on vacation. Okay. It's called like Ripkin's some stadium. 
They've got, look pretty they've got cool. some pretty sweet, sweet uniforms, I gotta tell you. Yeah, and the base socks have been a, a thing for the Orioles forever. Like, even since, like, the 2K baseball games, I remember them in there. And uh, the Norfolk Tides, I believe, used to be the Mets uh, affiliate. So let's see. Hmm. Let's do one more, Dylan, and then we'll call this a day. On this All right. One. All right. Um, was the, the biscuits on your list? It was going to be on my list, yes. Absolutely. All right. All right, here, we'll do one more. Here. All right. Single A team are the Lynchburg Hillcats. The high A team are the Lake County Captains. The double A team are the Akron Rubber Ducks. And the triple A team are the Columbus Clippers. All which, right. So which, which this is, is this is easy. This is going to be the Guardians. Correct. Because I'm... Away? Well, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Okay. But... The Akron Rubber Ducks also in Ohio, but I remember that because that was the team Clint Frazier was on when we traded for him. Look at that! He is a rubber so the Yankee tie-in does it again. And he—that's awesome. And I, those uniforms were cool too. Also, there's a the Trash Pandas. I remember they're a the, team in the show. The they're Trash cool. Pandas, yes. Uh, the River Bandits. I've made some notes of some other uh, good names. The Fort Myers Mighty Muscles down my neck of the woods down yes. here. Yes. Which are we got the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, the Sugarland Space Cowboys, uh, oh. yours, the, the Rocket City Trash Pandas, of course. Actually, the Angels have pretty good teams. They are the Salt Lake the Salt Bees, Lake Bees, the Rocket City Trash Pandas, the Tri City Dust Devils. In the Island oh. Empire 66ers. That's, huh. That might be the sweetest collection outside of Tampa with the other ones. How about right. uh, the Oakland A's, the Las Vegas Aviators, the Midland Rockhounds, Lansing Lugnuts, and the Stockton <laughs> and the Stockton Ports. Imagine playing for the Lugnuts. Dude, I love I love minor league. I love minor league games. I love their logos. I love just the fun of it. Like it's just so cool. Like. I love way out there logos and stuff like that. Now ranking the Yankees, because obviously we're Yankee fans. Um, we'll just go through it real quick. Not that we don't go through. It all kind the time, of lame. Yeah, kind of weak. Tampa Tarpons is essentially, if you haven't seen it, it's basically a fish holding a baseball bat, and not even a, a good-looking fish. It's like a fat, like I don't know. I guess it's a tarpon. It's but green, right? Isn't it, it no, green? it's he's he's like teal. He's gray uh-huh. and teal. Uh, Hudson Valley Renegades, we agree, have a pretty sweet uniform. Yeah, they're cool. Although I don't understand the raccoon. They're not very. Doesn't they're not very make, make original. No, His name is uh, Rascal. Rascal okay, Renegade. Rascal Raccoon. If you haven't seen yeah. those uniforms, they're pretty cool. Teal, um, with the HV with the raccoon tail kind of hanging from it. Somerset Patriots are awful. It's just a boring, plain, no effort logo. And then the Rail Riders, I don't even understand what it is. It's essentially, it looks like it's um, like a homeless man riding no, the rails. No, it's it's not a hobo riding the rails. Yeah, but what it's, is a rail rider? A it's, train? I'm gonna tell you, no, it, it is a train tracks, but it's it's some kind of like animal. It's like a beaver or something, and he's biting the tracks, getting electrified. So I don't know what kind of animal he is, but that's essentially the logo. So. That's lame. I missed the Trenton Thunder. You remember the Trenton Thunder? That was one of my favorite ones. Trenton Thunder with the awesome, with the Thunderbolt, with the bat. Yeah. They were sweet. They were sweet. One of my favorites to use in uh, MLB, the show where I'm creating a team. I steal the Trenton Thunder logo and call them the Storm or something like that. Do they yeah. even exist anymore? They do. They're a... Um, they're one of those what they call like preparation league things where uh kind of like the cape cod league where like high school players and college players go and play mm-hmm. tournaments stuff like that so good stuff i like the trivia stuff a lot of folks seem to like the trivia stuff too so all right so that being said let's get to the mailbag dylan 
Uh, all right, for first question, if you guys want to reach out to the show, very easy to do. The easiest way to do it, richcoryanks at gmail.com. That's where I generally pull all the questions and information from. We have Blade from New Jersey. If the Yankees don't re-sign Judge, what would be the second best place besides the Yankees for him to continue his career? Dylan, I'm going to let you go first. If the Yankees decide to pass on Judge or they can't come to an agreement, where would be the best place besides the Yankees for him to go sign like a 10-year deal? Uh, and I, essentially finish his career because he's going to be 30. He's 31. So Yeah. I would I would see him go to one of the California teams because uh, obviously he's from California. And then we wouldn't have to worry about him that much. I could see him going to the Giants, the Angels, hopefully Ide- not the ideally, Dodgers. <laughs> ideally, that's what you'd want to see him go to an NL team somewhere else. But remember, he'll be a free agent, so he can sign anywhere he wants. Yes. What's I'll get I'll, I'll I'll turn and Blade uh, Blade. Thank you for the question. I agree, though, and I agree with you 100. But I'm going to kind of tweak the question a little bit from your question. Where would be the top three teams you would not want him to go to? Uh, obviously, number one is the Mets. Okay. I don't want to see any good players go to the Mets anymore. They have enough. Sure. Uh, the Dodgers, number two, just because okay. it's like unfair, the team they have. Yeah. And number three, let's go with the Red Sox, just because yeah, I hate perfect. them. Those are my three. Exactly. They're right. locked up. No need to comment. All right. The complaint department, folks, and this is a good one. Uh, Ryan did something <laughs> pretty slick to get me to, to look at his question. He uh, gave a, a straight question and then his opinion after the question. And then he turned I'm, it around. Yes, I'm, I'm going to read it as is, and you guys, and then we can comment. Uh, Brian from Staten Island, do you think the Yanks will fire Boone if the Yanks miss the playoffs? Also, this show fucking blows, and so do you guys. Do the world a favor and never talk about the Yankees again. Okay, so he did ask a question there. So let's let's get to the first let's, part first. Let's, yeah, Ryan, do you, uh, Dylan, do you think the Yankees would fire Boone if they missed the playoffs this year? Didn't, uh, think this, we, didn't, didn't think this was possible a couple weeks ago, but yeah, and it's weird because like you know, I feel like we touched on this either last week or the week before. Yeah. But to repeat ourselves, no, yeah. I don't think they're gonna fire Boone. Right, uh, just doesn't make any sense for them. I mean, as a fan, you—that's what you'd like. You want someone you want to be responsible. To pay, yeah, somebody yeah. To pay. Yeah, for sure. But I—I I don't see that happening with their history and just in general. Let's 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 do hypothetical here because we have a couple minutes. And if the Yankees did decide to go in another direction, let's let's agree that we both think they're probably going to make the playoffs, probably going to win the division, and if not, definitely a wild card. But let's just assume that the end of the world happens and our worst nightmare happens, and they do not make the playoffs. Two weeks after the season, we find out they're letting Boone go and the search is on for a new manager. Who's out there right now that you'd like to see that doesn't currently have a job as the Yankee skipper to come get us over to home? Me? No. Yeah, you. <laughs> you. Who's out there? No one's out there. Who are you well, going to get? Who would you get? A perfect world. Like who, You can pick anybody you want. You know, dream. Who, who, comes uh... in, who comes in with this group of players, assuming Judge comes back, and says, you know, what? Who, who's the guy? Do you bring Joe Girardi back? No. That, how did that work out the last time? Well, I mean, he got us one one, get one game away from the World Series and a championship. Uh, well, what happened in Philadelphia with him? He got canned. So, oh, I'm ju- I'm, listen, I'm just spitballing there. I'm throwing stuff out. Like, who could be possibilities? I don't know. Don Mattingly would be I, cool, but God, we, we, we're in we're in lockstep because I was going to say bring Donnie baseball from Miami because 
I would be almost shocked if they don't let him go this year with that young team that they have. Um, pardon me, we have a dog. Was that Yogi? Seat. That was Yogi. Pardon me, that was my dog. So, yeah, Don Manningly, I would say, would be a good catch. Um, there's a couple guys out there, veterans, that are still floating around. I mean, um, Andy Pettit. Joe Madden. You know, he's he, he he did the Mohawk gig and kind of got canned. That's a guy that you would think about. He got canned before he could show off the Mohawk. Yes, he did. I mean, there's a couple guys. Yeah, Andy Pettit. Um, there's a couple guys out there that maybe you could see. I couldn't see him be a manager, maybe a pitching coach first. But um, there's other guys that you could see. Do you see a, a Derek Jeter stepping into the manager box, maybe? I do not. He seems uh, like he's pretty much done. Yeah. He wants to just live out his life with his girls. Realistic, realistic expectations. Again, I, we both think Boone's coming back, but if I had to had my wish list of it, I would probably say I'd like to see Manuel come in there, an old school baseball guy, Yankee guy for sure. Um, but I think Boone will be okay. I think he'll come back. I think he's got a good handle on the locker room. Um, I don't necessarily think he's the disciplined kind of guy that they need, but um, yeah, I think he's coming back. As far as the second half of the comment, uh, Brian, listen, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, if you think the show blows, then that's that's perfect, perfectly valid, I guess. Um, yeah, there's other shows for you to listen to. I mean, listen, you can. At least um, he didn't tell us to kill ourselves, you know. No, he wants us to live. I guess he just doesn't want us to ever talk about the Yankees again, which is kind of mean to do because it's kind of the point of the show. And if we don't talk about the Yankees, what are we going to talk about? You know, there's only so many Urinals, stories we bagels, and, and bagels. Yeah, I don't know if we get the listenership that we usually get. Maryland drivers. Can't forget about them. Anyway. Well, all right. I appreciate all your input, guys. I appreciate you guys chiming in. Continue to send your stuff. Continue to tell people about the show. Um, Dylan has his camera on order. It is in route from Taiwan or wherever he ordered it from. So um, I think he's got a carrier. It's from Bahrain, our number one podcast destination. They gave gave it to us complimentary for being the number one show in Bahrain. They're going to give us a free webcam for Dylan. So once we get that, we're going to try to change the show up a little bit, which means I'll have to change my camera view right now. Dylan gets a beautiful view of my bedroom and my uh, mirror in the background. I have to give you something better to look at. Um, but then we'll start to get some video clips because I know a lot of people like to consume podcasts that way rather than listen to the whole show. They just want to look at highlights and stuff like that. So it's coming, guys. It's coming. Bear with us. So big week, probably the biggest week of the year for the Yankees. So hopefully we can um, turn this thing around. We can uh, get back on the winning streak, get ourselves looped right. Listen, I've I've been terrible at this because I've been calling big things and they haven't happened the last couple things. But listen, I'm looking at it like this, guys. If we can go four and six in these six games with Tampa, we can pretty much put Tampa to bed and guarantee that second seed, guys. So um, I'm not going to say I just want to split. I want, you know, we're three games up, right? uh, We're six games up on them right now. Um, Going four for two will give us a seven-game lead and pretty much wrap up this uh, AL East. So let's hope for that, guys. Let's hope things starting tomorrow. Uh, Appreciate you guys listening to the show. We will do it again next week at some point. And hopefully we'll be talking about better Yankee results. So until then, for Rich and Dylan from the Rich Corey Yanks podcast, have a great week, guys, and go Yanks. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you 
to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Aaron, what does 50 mean to you? Just, just another, just another number. You know, wish we could have came out, came away with a win, um, but it's just another number. Aaron Boone said it's kind of tough to wrap your head, wrap his head around the fact that you're at that number and we're not even through August yet. How do you process that? What you've been doing this season? Well, for me, it just goes back to, you know, the team we got here. You know, we got a good, good group of guys in here that continue to show up every single day, putting the work in, and. You know, I'm just trying to do my part and, you know, and, you know, be a part of this team and do what we need to do to, you know, put ourselves in a good position, you know, going to the postseason. So, you know, when you're showing up to work every single day, you know, you know, with a plan and a mission to go out here and win the game, you know, you, sh you don't get caught up in, you know, individual, you know, numbers, good or bad. Is that why historically in baseball, the number 50 has meant something, but you don't seem to, uh, you know, look at it that way? Oh, it, it's great, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of upset about the loss. You know, it was a close game that we could have won. You know, we had a couple opportunities, but um, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how it feels once the season's over with. How aggravating you're losing to, to the Angels in Oakland, teams that are not doing all that well? You've been, you know, surprised uh, what's, what's happened these last few days? Every, every team in the major leagues is a good team, you know, and you know, they, any team can beat you on any given night. You know, if you don't show up, you know, ready to go from the very first pitch, you know, you know, teams, good teams, they're going to get you, you know, so it's just about us, you know, making sure we're coming out in the first inning, the first at-bat, the first pitch you see, you know, locked in and ready to go. So we, you know, they got us tonight, but, you know, we still got two more, so we'll get it done. There's a video on uh, social media from when you were working on the offseason, and you say, I'm going to hit 50 again this year, and whoever you're working with saying, I know you are. Do, do you remember that? And, I mean, you say you don't talk about numbers, but is that, in your mind, was that just a number to say, okay, I'm going to be back who I was, uh, healthy, and what I was, what I did my work year? Do you remember that? Man, that video is a couple years old, so I don't, I don't, I was a little late on that one. I missed it. I missed it. Whatever year that was, it might have been 19. So, uh, um, but like I said, I, I try not to think about it. Off season, you can dream. You have, you know, you write down goals. You know, stuff you want to accomplish during the year. But then once the season starts and you're out here competing, it's about, you know, trying to trying to lock down as many wins as you can. And what are you attributing your success to this year? Well, like I said, when you got a team like we do and the guys surrounded around, you know, around me. You know, it makes my job easy. You know, try to get up there and get a good pitch to hit. And if I don't, you know, get on base for the guy behind me. And, you know, when you have a whole lineup doing that day in and day out, you know, good things are going to happen like they have all year for us. Your late inning home run certainly sparked, your late inning homer sparked the crowd. It sparked your team. Did you think maybe a comeback was on its way here? Oh, always, you know, especially with our team, you know, we're just a couple swings away, a couple, you know, base hit, you know, you even saw the first run we scored a little bunt, you know, first and third with, you know, DJ is one of our you know, best hitters, you know, so we're never at any game, you know, even if it was two runs, three runs, you know, even five runs, I don't, I don't feel like we're ever out of, you know, any game, you know, especially late like that. Aaron, where's the 50 home run ball going to be? Where are you going to put it? Where are you going to save it? You know, I haven't even got there yet. We'll yeah. see. We'll It'll find a spot. What will you think about that ball and 50? What does it mean to you? We know that the result doesn't matter, but just later on when you're looking at that ball. I'll be thinking about a 4-3 loss that we had in Anaheim. That's that's what I'll be thinking about. You know, wish it could have been a little, little sweeter with a victory. But uh, 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta give me some time. Once the season's over with, then we'll ask me that question again. So let me try one more time with a full stadium and people booing because you're getting the Barry Bonds treatment. What is that like? They want to see at bats. Yeah, you, you try not to think about it because it's, it's a team game, and you know I got you know one of the hottest hitters behind me and Benintendi, you know, so um, you know it, it's a game, and you know, I got walked, and you know I'll take a walk every at bat if it means you know having a guy first and second with Benintendi coming up behind me. Does it change your approach at all, Aaron, with the fact that you you only get pitched to maybe once or twice a game? Does that mentally make it harder to focus or easier to focus? How does that work? Uh, easier because I know I, I got to lock it in from the very first pitch I see because I might be the best pitch I see and um, you know it's fun you know it's you, you like having that I wouldn't say pressure but that just expectations you know that's that's what it's about you know trying to you know lead your team and you know help them win and it could be on the first pitch or it could be you know a third pitch you see in the seventh eighth inning you never know. Do you downplay fifty because you know in this game sixty seventy is possible? No, I'm not downplaying it. I just don't like talking. I don't like talking numbers. You know, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything because we lost. You know, so it. You know, we can we can talk about numbers and all that kind of stuff when the season's over with, and we can review it. But for right now, you know, most important thing for me is you know, getting some wins. Aaron, this, this, you are on a pace over 60. It is a talk of baseball, and only two other Yankees have done it: Babe Ruth and Roger Maris. So, are you? I know you follow the history of the team a little bit, but what do those two names mean to you? And if somehow you end up with them, what, what would that mean just being associated with those two guys? It would be an honor. Like I, like I said, every single day, it would be you know, an incredible honor to be mentioned with those guys, but I, I can't speak on anything if it hasn't happened yet. You know, I, um, I got no answer for you. It's, it hasn't happened yet, but you know, if it does, then, then I'll have a better, better answer for you. Did, uh, did you get the ball back? Did they get it back to you? Yeah, I think it either bounced and landed in one of the bullpens, so they were able to grab it, which was pretty cool. It's those games where, you know, we got to win the close ones. I think we're right there. It's just a matter of uh, us kind of getting the big hit, um, having the shutdown inning when we need to to stop some momentum. and. Um, you know, I think we're right there. It's a matter of just got to keep pushing and um, trusting the guys that we have in this room. And I think, you know, eventually uh, we're going to start breaking through these type of games. You guys are on this ride with uh, Aaron Judge here. What's it been like? He's at 50 minutes to August. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, just to see it, you know, all year long, just, you know, how consistent he's been and the work he puts in and, you know, how he shows up at the clubhouse every day. It's uh it's pretty incredible, um, and just you know, get to see what he does out on the field. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, special player, and you know, happy he's on our side. Do you, in your mind, ever think to yourself, how would I try to attack him? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, those thoughts run through your moment, uh, your, through your mind, but uh, <laughs> you quickly just realize that you're that you're thankful. That, you know, he's not the guy you're facing, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, he seems like he's he gets a lot of heaters, and if you make a mistake with the uh, an off-speed pitch in zone, like he, you know they did tonight, he he gets it. Um, I don't know, he can hit a lot of pitches, and um, you know he does a lot of in the outfield too, just with his arm and um, how he's been able to play center. Um, he's he's been special. He doesn't talk numbers, but would you be surprised at this point that he ends up with sixty something? Um, yeah, at this point, I don't really think he, anything's going to surprise me with him. You know. Who knows? He could ride all five in the next, you know, few games. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I think he can do anything. Everything feel okay for you today? Yeah, um, 
it physically felt felt good. Um, the sinker felt like it was you know back to kind of what it has been. And um, like I said, if I you know pound the zone early and throw strikes, um, you know things are going to go well for me. And it's like I was able to do that, and um, just happy to come off the mountain healthy and feeling good. I know you don't want to use it as an excuse. But do you think the back affected you a little bit before you went on the IL? No, I mean it's some of those things where um, you know you just you pitch and um, something happened that one day and it logged up bad on me and um, kind of had to shut things down. But you know, I'd say no. All right, so I told you how Sweeney, you know, wants to come on the show more often, and I want to have him more often, as does Tiki. I've always loved Sweeney. I've known him for a while. Does great work, WFN Yankee reporter. But he also told me quite clearly in uh, at a text exchange after our last conversation on the air three weeks ago, dude, don't just bring me on when things aren't good. Well, I mean, if this is the case, I'll see you in spring training. I might not have you on the rest of the year, Sweeney. So, <laughs> dude, last year, last week they went five in a row. My phone's crickets, right? Like, hello, is this thing on? They lose three in a row. Hey, can you come on today? Man, you're just so predictable. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, all right, listen, you know, uh, I feel like we still need You know it. I'm right because if your best comeback is wow. Well, no, no I'm processing you know I'm right. it. Not process. It was a good comeback. I'll give it to you, man. Uh, I think that there is still an intervention that's necessary here. Here, here's the problem, man. You know, Go. I am not, despite what you just kind of, you know, tried to put out there. I'm not a <laughs> fatalist. I'm not. But I, yeah. but I am a realist. And sure. this is the first time, and I'm not predicting it, but I'm just saying, yeah. this is the first time a collapse of the division does not seem off the table to me. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, how could you argue that based on what you're watching, right? You know, the, you're looking for signs, and well, frankly, there's no the, there's no good way for them to lose, right? You lose, it's not like okay, well, this you know, every loss highlights a flaw, and this time of year, the flaws are are what are going to scare you. So yeah, there's there's no logical reason for me to talk you down right now or say that you're wrong. They have to play better. And until they play better, you're not going to look at it and say, oh, yeah, they're they're fine. They're fine. It's, you know, all right, well, which one of you guys is going to hit today? Mm-hmm. That's been the big problem. Um, when they, they weren't this bad in July, but when they did struggle in July, it was the pitching that was an issue. The pitching has straightened itself out. Uh, I don't think any of us really saw the offense going this cold. They've gone from you know, first or second in the league to, you know, bottom third in the league in the last month. Uh, they simply don't get guys on and they don't drive them in. I mean, you know, and, and I don't know how you get around that. Well, they haven't. Uh, and, you know, that's what I'm worried about here. I think that's what most Yankee fans are worried about. I mean, Rizzo's back's been an issue, so he has an excuse there to an extent. Uh, LeMahieu, the hip a year ago, the big toe now, but he looks absolutely shot. Uh, and let's face it, you know, Donaldson's just gotten old, and he doesn't play every night anyway, any, anyway but he's, he's gotten old. So, you're, so when I look for the internal solutions, I mean, man, if you strip away Aaron Judge, this team is this team is not good. 
LeMahieu and Rizzo are two, you know, were two of your stalwarts. And at the beginning of the year, you know, those are the guys that help deepen the lineup, make the lineup come. Now, Stanton coming back, you know, he just came back last week. That's a part of it, too. Um, but LeMahieu and Rizzo were so key. And since they came back, you know, LeMahieu doesn't have an extra base hit since he came back from the from the foot issue. How much is bothering him? Don't know. It seems like he can't, he can't drive the ball. Everything's a ground ball right now. Um, and, you know, I know you don't, I know there are a lot of people who don't like to look at this scope, but if you judge off of how hard he hits the ball, lowest exit velocity of his entire career so far this year, average. Oh, yeah. Of his entire career. What's it about 80, hitting, uh, what, 87, 80, 88? Less than 89. Well, that's that's um, gross. He is hitting the ball on the ground yep. and not that hard. No. Okay? And he had a good stretch, too, which is the crazy part. But because because he for, before he got hurt, you would see him, you know, uh, driving the ball a little bit. He was he was leading the league, I think, like a month ago. He's leading the league on base percentage, right? They mm-hmm. trade for Benintendi. Like, LeMahieu's got the highest on base. Benintendi's got one of the two or three highest batting averages. Like, okay, this can work. Um LeMahieu has backtracked in August, and I don't know. You know, they said this is something that he can play through. It's not something that's going to get worse, right? So mm-hmm. they fitted him for this orthotic and see, uh, and it was about, you know, Boone talked about, you know, can he get his swing off? So far, it doesn't look like he can get his swing off, and that's the thing that's troubling. You know, yeah. where are you now? So now where are you going? You could move. You know, Cabrera looks pretty good. Right? I like, like him. like what you see from him. I like it's him. Great. But he's also batting eighth or ninth most nights, and you're not, you know, you're not really relying on him. So as as he gets into this a little bit more, not saying he's not going to be good, but there's, you know, there's going to be a little bit more pressure. People will work him a little bit differently. But if you move him in, now you're still relying on Rizzo and Torres and Donaldson. If mm-hmm. LeMahieu was not part of this, all three of those other guys – are trying, you know, you need them to pull your way, and you can't move any of them around. Yeah, it's really hard right now. No, well, it it, it is hard. And we're talking to Sweeney Murdy, WFN Yankee reporter here on the Fantique and Tierney. It's hard because there's there's so many guys who are at at you know very interesting points of their career. Like if I were to say to you, all right, Sweeney, I'll I'll, I'll, actually, I'll actually let you answer the question: How many Yankees right now are firmly entrenched in their prime? In their prime. Okay, now are we calling that what their age is or how good they are? Because Glaber Torres is in his prime. And yeah. Right now he's not that good. Yeah, that's a fair retort. Uh, however, so, you however you want to frame it, take it however you will. Well, listen. I mean, ob- obvious answer is Judge, yep. right? Who else? Um, Benintendi. Benintendi is still there. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, probably it. You know, Rizzo sh- Rizzo's probably on the other side of that. Yes. We saw him play really well for the first half of the season. Yeah. And I don't know what the bat. You know that. The fact that he missed all those days with the back and came back and last night was only the second home run he's hit since coming back over the course of the last you know almost three weeks now. Mm-hmm. That's that's troubling, you know, because that's about you know. Listen, BT, you and I, you know, grew up talking, you know, watching Mattingly, right? The back was about torque, and I'm not saying Rizzo's headed down that road. I'm just saying though, you're talking about getting the torque in your swing to generate power. Oh yeah. And for the last three weeks, Rizzo has not done that. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a problem. Um, Sween, you. What was the first year you started covering the Yanks? 2001. Okay, 2001. So the Diamondback series, you've been there this entire century, and, and you've seen, basically, you've seen it all. Uh, so I, I am beginning to feel, and Coney said this on the air the other night, and I feel it. I've been at a few games since. I feel it. I hear it. I don't think the fans really like this team. Now, let, let, before you attack that, 
I do think it's a little misguided in the sense that a lot of the negative energy, it's, it's sometimes misdirected. Like, there's a lot of heat, to use a wrestling term. A lot of heat for how, given the finances, even though they do spend, but you know what I mean. Yeah. There's heat for Cashman. There's heat for Boone. Like, there's heat for all these guys up top, and it kind of comes, and it's, it's, the venom is spit out toward the players, but yeah. it sounds different than it sounds, than, than I've heard in 25 years, man. Yeah, I, like not likable is a is a good way to put it. I think just because you know you're, especially the way they played in the first half, you're expecting more. You're expecting better, and I, and I'm not saying you should ex, you should have expected 115 or 120 wins, but this is not what you sh- you should not expect these prolonged losing streaks, uh, and just this complete 180 that they've turned in the last month. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I I. I I hear what you're saying because, as I said before, there's no good way for them to lose. You know, it's not like you – because put it this way. The Yankees play a game every day. Do you ever sit there – forgetting about how they're playing right now, okay? I was just saying, when you look at the – when you line the two teams up, whoever they are, do you mm-hmm. ever look at a matchup or a day and say, yeah, you know what? I think they're going to lose today or it's a, they're probably going to lose today. No. I mean how they're playing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, yeah, they're not I hear you. supposed to lose ever. Yeah. So when they do lose, it's maddening. It's frustrating and there's there are flaws here. Yeah, but hold on now, Swing. Let, let, let me challenge you on that. I, I don't – I don't – and there, there are – obviously, as a Nick fan of Jen, of course, they're going to games expecting to lose. But, no, I don't feel that way with the Yankees. But that doesn't – I think it's not even confidence. It's like a stabilization of the mind because yeah. the Yankees have conditioned us to be so good and so competitive for so sure. long. Yeah. So just because we don't expect the Yankees to lose doesn't mean that our instincts are right because it's often guided by what's transpired years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and listen, you're you're not – listen, you're not wrong. This team – it looks terrible for the last month, so why would you have a lot of confidence in them watching it right now? No, there's now, until nothing Until they there. turn it around, you're not going to. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the the problem was in July that it was pitching, and you th- had to think about addressing bullpen and starting rotation and all that, and that, you know, a lot of that's flopped. But overall, the pitching is stabilized. Okay, mm-hmm. what you did at the deadline hasn't paid off, but that hasn't been the problem. It's the guys that were here in the first half that aren't producing now that has been the problem. So we're talking to Sweeney Murdy, WFAN Yankee reporter, um, here on the fan. I want to hit you with one more. I have a ton of time, but I want to end on a positive, all right? See, I, I, see what I'm <laughs> I saying? Can't tell you. I, where are you going with that one? Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm adaptable is here, Is there man. one? Yeah, yes, there oh, is. Good, I'm going to throw it by you. Go. So I was talking about Mattingly. You just mentioned Mattingly's back, but... You know, the great 85 season, even 86, where Clemens won the MVP, Donnie should have. But I'm going to go back to 85, almost 50 doubles, 145 ribbies, bats 324, leads the league in total bases, gold glove, blah, blah, blah. So we weren't around for Garrick or Mantle, any of those guys. And and putting A-Rod aside because of the juice, yeah. okay, yeah. is this the single greatest, and that includes primarily, which is a big thing, the single greatest Yankee season offensively by any player in our lifetime? Uh, wow, great question. Uh, you're right. You have to take A-Rod out of the equation for those obvious reasons. Um, I'm still – I need to see how this finishes. Like, I, I need to see him – I need to see Judge get to 61 to tell me that this is the best one, okay? Uh, I mean, you mentioned Mattingly is – 50 doubles, right? I mean, that's, 53 doubles one year. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, hit, you know, the year before, he had 340, what, he had 320 something that year? Uh, 324, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I think I think it's probably right there, but I need to see you know I need to see a strong finish. Okay, this can't be a yeah. You know I, I can't have him finish with 52 home runs. You know, understood. And, and say it's the best one uh, because a lot of what's going to happen here is because of who he is and what this team is, the expectations about it, like how he finishes and how he leads this team is gonna is gonna be wrapped around this story too. So. Um, it's it's phenomenal to watch, and I think it's going to be amazing to see somebody challenge what is still the American League home run record and the Yankees home run record with Roger Maris. Yep. I think it's meaningful, and because of everything we you know we have known and felt about the PED era, I think somebody reaching 61 right now would still have a lot of meaning and a lot of pardon the pun, juice to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, I feel like that's something that's exciting to watch. But, you know, as Judge himself said last night, he's brushing it all aside. It was incredibly frustrating to hear him uh, having to answer questions about it, reaching 50 home runs when they just lost another game, and it's kind of reeling right now. And you could tell he wanted no part of talking about it, even if, like, because the, the, the losing is bothering him more. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal, man. Uh, let let when the Yankees win two games in a row, I'm not I'm not going to even stretch it to three because I might not talk to you until next spring training. At this point, Yankees win two straight. We get you back on the show, okay? How about listen? If they're right. leading after the fourth inning, can I text you? Will that work? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to have to start really going a little more micro if that's the case. Hopefully, that's not the case, but yeah. I will talk to you soon. I hope we get a couple wins coming up soon. Thank you, Sweeney. See you, BT. You got it, brother. There he is, the man, Sweeney Murdy. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him. <laughs> 